The fog continues to roll in. The dark of night deepens until all is black. Ahead, a rocky shoal beckons where certain tragedy awaits. Your ship plows forward, pushed by the storm. Just as your hope begins to subside, you see it. The light from the lighthouse that guides you to safety. Faithfully kept by the lightkeeper. Hi, this is your host, Rob Jackson. Welcome to Lessons from the Lightkeeper, a special series on the Ed Leader podcast. Thank you so very much for all of the positive feedback that we've received about the introductory episode to this special series. As we begin to delve into Lessons from the Lightkeeper, each episode will tackle a separate lesson. Each episode will remain hopefully short enough to allow you the opportunity to consume the podcast episode in one sitting and have opportunity for reflection as you consider each of the lessons. Reflection, of course, is one of the most powerful growth tools for any leader, but specifically for education leaders, as we consider what worked well in what we just did and what didn't go quite the way we had hoped. Regardless, we have the opportunity to learn from that moment, but we only learn from that moment if we take the time to reflect upon it. And so I certainly hope that Lessons from the Lightkeeper will give you lots to reflect on as you move forward in your leadership journey. In the first episode, I had the opportunity to share a bit of where this special series came from. We talked about the words of State Board of Education Chairman Eric Davis as he shared that the lighthouse doesn't shine for itself, but rather it shines its light for everyone who needs that path to safety. And certainly, ed leaders, educators, principals, superintendents, teachers, teacher assistants, nutritionists, custodians, people who answer the phone, all who work in education are ed leaders and have the opportunity to shine that light. This past week on social media, I had the opportunity to see a tweet from a principal who shared a picture of a bus driver who stopped by a kindergarten classroom to spend a few moments with a student. Those moments were spent because the student was nervous about riding the school bus for the very first time. And this bus driver, spending time in the classroom, as the principal pointed out in this tweet, was making an emotional deposit with that student. So when the student got on the bus later that day, they would recognize the bus driver who had been in their classroom and the relationship was beginning to develop. That bus driver certainly was displaying all the characteristics of a leader and an ed leader in that moment. I certainly appreciate particularly those building principals and superintendents and those in leadership who realize how important it is to allow ed leaders to lead, to allow them to make those decisions in the moment that are in the best interest of students. And what a powerful example that was. Forward we go into the first of the lessons from the Lightkeeper. The lesson that we start with is this. Belief lights the light. As an educator, as an ed leader, what do you believe in? What is it that drives you? Simon Sinek talks about the golden circle and the center of that being the why. What is your why? Why? Why this work? Why did you choose this pathway? Why did you choose to spend your emotional energy, your physical energy, your treasures, talents, and resources 
to be an educator? What was that purpose? For most of us, we would say things like, I chose to be an educator because I want to make a difference. I chose to be an educator to be a teacher like the teacher I had who made such a profound difference in my life. Regardless of that core why, as we move from that and we have that as our passion, I'm here to make a difference in the lives of children. I'm here to make a difference in the lives of my community. I'm here to make a difference in this world. As we move from that then, though, the work is absolutely built upon your beliefs. What do you believe? It's easy for us to fall back to cliches. Education, like every other profession, has many cliches. One of the first is, I believe all children can learn. Do you? Do you truly believe that all children can learn? I ask that question not in a facetious manner at all, but really encouraging you to spend a moment thinking, do I believe every child can learn? Do I believe every child can be successful? Do my actions convey that belief? You see, I want you to know I absolutely believe that every single child can be successful. I believe that to the core of my being. And I want to ensure that I surround myself with people who share that belief and who passionately share that belief. Because one of the things I know as a teacher in the classroom, I spent time talking to every single child in my classroom. I taught fourth grade. I was an elementary teacher. I spent time talking to them, not just to build relationships, and that's absolutely crucial, of course, but I spent time with them to ensure that they knew that I believed in them. I believe in you. I believe that you can pass the spelling test on Friday. I believe that you can read this chapter book. I believe that you have the ability to make straight A's on your report card. I believe you can achieve your dreams. Now, that'll take some things like working hard and making good choices and doing your best, but I want you to know I believe in you. Well, what was the outcome of that? The outcome was that every single student in my fourth grade classroom passed the end-of-grade state assessments in both reading and math and the writing tests that we gave at that time in fourth grade. That belief in children is so very crucial to our work because you see what happens in a child or a learner is when their teacher believes in them and they know that belief to be authentic, that child begins to believe in themselves. And when I use the word child, I'm not just referring to our elementary aged students. I'm talking about all children, whether they're in kindergarten or 12th grade. They absolutely need to know their teacher believes in them. You see, if the teacher believes in me, I'm more likely to believe in myself and eventually will come to believe in myself. And if I believe that I can be successful, then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and I do become successful. And as I become successful, I want to do more of what I did to just become successful, which tends to be the making good choices and working harder, etc. That belief is so incredibly powerful. As an ed leader, though, it's not just about believing in students and ensuring that our teachers are conveying that, but principals need to be conveying that. Superintendents need to be conveying that every time we're around our students. 
Every moment we're around our students, we should be sharing our belief in them and encouraging them to do their best because we know they can succeed. But beyond that, do we believe in our colleagues? As a teacher, do I believe in the other teachers on my grade-level team or the other teachers in my department? As a principal, do I believe in the teachers in my building? Do I believe in all of the support staff individually? Do I believe they can be successful? Now, friends, in some ways, perhaps I've started stepping on toes, and I don't mean to, to do that. But it is absolutely worth the time we spend in reflecting on the question, do I believe in those I serve with? Because you know what? My actions reflect my belief. If I believe as a building principal that the teachers are going to be successful, the teachers grow in that belief that's placed in them, and they become successful. I absolutely believe that to the core of my being. As a principal, the results that I saw in the schools I led, by whatever metric, the academic metrics we have on state assessments, the athletic metrics we have by championships, the artistic metrics we have from band competitions and visual art shows, etc. All of those metrics show incredible results. The secret? Well, believing in people. And by the way, as a superintendent, the same thing is absolutely true. My actions as a superintendent should reflect my belief in every single principal I have the incredible honor of serving with. My actions as a superintendent should reflect my belief in every single central services director, those who serve the schools and serve the teachers. Those beliefs show in my actions. My actions show my beliefs. Belief lights the light. If we truly want to ensure that we are sending out a light of hope, of safety, of strength, of care to our students in this world as we're struggling with a pandemic and societal unrest, we have to understand that it's our belief that lights that light, our belief in children, our belief in our colleagues, our belief in our schools, our belief in education, our belief lights the light. Now, I've shared that this series of Lessons from the Light Keeper is based on the book Talent is Never Enough by John Maxwell. I love John Maxwell. He's someone who I consider to be a guru of leadership. And so I spend quite a bit of time in his books and listening to his podcast and would certainly recommend him to you. Now, to my knowledge, he's never talked about lighthouses and light keepers. Perhaps he has in some work that I've yet to discover. But in his book, he does talk about those things that ignite our talent. And one of the things that he starts with is this notion of belief. And so as we talk about belief lights the light, the light that we're sending forward as ed leaders, he says that belief determines expectations. We don't have the opportunity to see incredible results if we don't believe that we're going to see incredible results. He says that we become on the outside what we believe in the inside. If I believe that I'm going to be successful, then I start doing the things it takes to be successful because I believe I'm going to be successful. And I begin to see that success, and of course that encourages me to do those things more and more. You see, our beliefs determine our expectations, and our expectations determine our actions. I started my career in education as a school secretary. I loved the opportunity to serve. 
But I knew that it wasn't where I saw myself serving for the entirety of my career. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And I believed that I could be a teacher and I could be a great teacher. And because I believed that about myself and had that expectation, I began to do those things that would lead to me becoming a teacher, furthering my education, speaking to the principal, spending time with teachers, learning from them and all the things they did. And through that, became a teacher. Because I believed that determined my expectations, my expectations determined my actions, and I was able to see it through. And the same is true for each of us. John Maxwell says a belief is a habit of mind in which confidence becomes a conviction that we embrace. That belief is a habit of mind and guides what we're doing. He says we have to have confidence in ourselves and make that a priority. We have to believe that we can make a difference for children. If I stand at the front of the classroom as a teacher, as an ed leader, and I don't believe I can help every child become successful, it's not going to happen. If that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. I don't think I can help you be successful, so I'm not going to be able to help you be successful. But if I believe that I can and I have that confidence, then I'm going to do what it takes to improve me, to add to my toolkit, to make sure that we're doing the things to help you be successful. And you certainly will because that belief determines my expectations. My expectations determines my actions. You see, it's impossible for us to live in a way that's inconsistent with our expectations of ourselves. If we expect ourselves to be successful, we're going to live to be successful. We're going to do the things to be successful. If we expect ourselves to stub our toe and foul out and to not quite make it, we're going to do that as well. You see, John Maxwell says there's really two kinds of people in this world. Those who want to get things done and those who don't want to make mistakes. And really what I think he's talking about here is this concept of failing forward. When my belief in children, when my belief in others, when my belief in myself gives me the confidence to try, then I'm willing to make mistakes because I see through the mistake to the success. But if I'm not confident in myself and I'm so worried about making mistakes, then I'm not going to try the razor's edge. Then I'm not going to try to push myself to grow. Instead, I'm going to hold back and I'm not going to achieve that success because I was too scared of making a mistake. We have to be willing to fail forward, to make a mistake, learn from this mistake, and continue to go. Ironically, we're talking about belief lights the light. Thomas Edison famously failed over and over and over and over and over to create a light bulb. And the quote from Thomas Edison says, paraphrasing, of course, that I didn't fail all those times. I just learned new ways that wouldn't work. And he kept moving forward, and he did create a light bulb, and today at night we can see because we flip the switch and the light comes on because Thomas Edison and others were willing to fail forward. Ultimately, I hope that we approach this work as seeing our students, not as they are, but as they could be, seeing them successful, seeing them the moment beyond high school graduation when they take that next step after receiving their diploma and shaking their principal's hand and in that moment that that step takes place, every single one of us throughout a school system from pre-kindergarten through 12th grade knows that we've done all we can to help them be successful in every step that comes next because we believed in that child from the time they walked into the classroom into the school. 
And as they move forward, we continue to believe in them. My friends, in this pandemic, in all that's going on in our world, there's a lot of fear, stress, anxiety, chaos. And in that world, in all of that stuff, a light does shine bright from our schoolhouses, a light that shows a pathway to this place where students are cared for and given the opportunity to achieve their dreams. That light shines because the light keepers have made sure it continues to shine no matter the storm. Light keepers who clearly understand that belief lights the light. Belief in our students, belief in our colleagues, belief in our schools, our school systems, belief in education, and belief in ourselves. Belief lights the light. My friends, I hope that you've enjoyed this first lesson from The Light Keeper. Certainly, as I've shared and as I've reflected, it continues to push me forward. What do I really, really believe in? What do you believe in? Good day. Thank you for listening to the Ad Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.